Take your Bibles and turn with me to Revelation chapter 3. In Revelation chapter 3, if you would please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. Revelation chapter 3. Everybody's probably noticed that John Stockman's being a lot, lot more, you know, he's not getting in a lot of trouble right now. It's because Mary's back with him tonight. And um, she keeps him under control, I'm telling you what. Keeps that hand on there. But uh, anyway, Revelation chapter 3, we'll begin reading verse 1. Send to the angel of the church of Sardis, write these things, saith he that hath the seven spirits of God, and the, and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. Be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received, and heard, and hold fast, and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. And they shall walk with me in, in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my, my father and before the angels." Look back with me. We'll get our thought here from verse 2. It says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, Strengthen That Which Remains. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening asking that you'd meet with us. Thank you, Lord, for the dear folks that are here tonight. Lord, what a blessing it is to be able to be in the house of God tonight, preaching, teaching, singing. Lord, just fellowshipping with your people. What a joy it's going to be, Lord, when we gather around the throne of our Savior. We worship together, lift you up, and we'll all be singing, all magnifying you. Lord, thank you so much for the Word of God that is rich and powerful. Lord, I pray that you'd meet with us in a special way tonight. Give your people, Lord, something special. Strengthen those that are, are going through difficulties and struggles, health issues, and so forth. Lord, we think of those who've been out today because of sickness and those who've been in the hospital and are in the hospital. Lord, just touch their bodies. Raise them up. Strengthen them, Lord. Be with them. Now, Lord, I pray that you be glorified in all it's said and done. Give us something tonight that will strengthen us to live for you. For I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You be seated. <clears throat> he said, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. This letter is written to the church of Sardis. Uh, it's a letter of warning about the things that are left undone and that really seem to be dying out in their walk with God. And so this being one of the churches, and really as we've, we've been through all this before, in fact, uh, uh, Justin wanted to know if it was going back to that series. I said, no, this is completely different. But this is not only just a church that was being written to in, in Asia there, but also a, it's a church age. And you see this taking place, and I believe which, which would even be relevant today and that we find all these seven churches, I believe, in our world today that are, are the different things could be spoken of in, in our churches today, considering them also. But this is a letter that's trying, the Lord is trying to get them to wake up and to strengthen the things that remain. Sardis... Uh, uh, was, a, was a, a city that was built on top of a mountain. 
And there was only one way into that city. Uh, you had to climb up uh, uh, this mountain and, and get in, into this city and, and go, to go in this. And there's only one way in. And because of that, they would take a detail of soldiers. They would put them at this one entrance. There was only one entrance into the city. But you had to approach it up this mountain. And so they would watch over it. But on two different occasions, that city was uh, attacked when they, this, these, the detail, or the soldiers were not paying attention. They were asleep. Two different times uh, in history, it was attacked, and, or they got into the city and actually took over. It had been invaded by their enemies because they felt secure, believing that no one could get in and the guard went to sleep on the job, and but in 549 B.C., the Median, the Median soldiers uh, scaled the walls in, in another place and came into the city and conquered them. Then again, the city was uh, broken down or broken into in, a, in another place as they scaled the walls again by, in 218 B.C. by Antichus the Great. He captured Sardis by slipping over the walls while the sentries were careless and not paying attention. And so what we find here is that the Lord is actually using this, what had happened in their, in their history, because this took place before the time of Christ, before the writing of, uh, of, of Revelations, and they knew well that when they fell asleep and didn't take care of business and did not keep a watchful eye, that the enemy could scale in, get into their city and attack them, even though they thought that it was impossible to get into the city. Today, many Christians will feel the same way. You feel like you're strong spiritually. You feel like uh, you got this thing blocked out. You feel like everything's okay. But the sad fact is, is that you're falling asleep and you're getting weak. Many times today, Christians are weakening because of the pressures of the world. We're laying down. We're letting things slide. We're letting things slip. So the Lord is giving the, the, the Sardis there the warning not to be caught napping and allowing the most important things of their life, their relationship with the Lord, to die, but to strengthen those things. In 2024, one of the greatest needs in many Christians' lives is not that you find something deeper and farther down into the Word of God and get deeper, but to strengthen the things that you already have, to strengthen the things that you know, to strengthen those things and not let them slip. Because many times what we do is we allow those things to slip. The tendency is to live on the past and not keep things strong. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Many times Christians get relaxed. And we begin to let things slip. And we begin to sleep. And we begin to lose our strength spiritually. Stand up here, Blake. Take your coat off a second. Stand right there. <clears throat> yeah, stand, stand like that there, sideways, so that they, just like that, note like this. And drop this arm down. See how thin that boy is? <laughs> When you get a little older, <laughs> you begin to let things slip. <coughs> Sit down. 
<laughs> you say, preacher, would you, would you ever like to have that skinny? Never in my life. <laughs> Not even when I was born, I wasn't that little, amen? <clears throat> but as we get older, we don't generally, most people don't exercise like we ought to, and our strength goes down and things begin to slip. And things begin to bulge. And it's because we're not putting forth the effort in strengthening ourselves. That's on a physical standpoint. And what you find is that, and, and I've talked about it, it's, it's <laughs> Janina, we've laughed about it. And I said, you know, it's not that I can't exercise. It's just that I just don't want to. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Now, I'd like to lose the weight. But I really don't want to do what it's going to take to lose it a lot of times. And you know what? That's the sad fact is that, that many times that's what it's like in many Christians' lives. We want to stay strong spiritually, but we're not willing to do what it takes to stay strong spiritually. We don't want to fight the battle, we don't want to do the work that it is required. And so what happens, just like it was in Sardis, we begin to let things slip. And we're no longer walking as close to the Lord as we once were. The tendency is to let things slip. He said, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Otherwise, we've been taught by the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit of God, by the direction of God. He said, lest at any time we should let them slip. Otherwise, begin to weaken the tendency is to let things go and let them slip. Let your walk with the Lord slip a little here, a little there, a little over time. That relationship's not as strong as it used to be. You used to be in the battle. You used to be on fire. You used to be uh, fighting for the things of God. And boy, you used to be in there. And now you're kind of relaxing and you're letting it slip and you're getting weaker, really. You don't realize it. In my mind, I could still do 100 sit-ups. But that's the only place it's at is in my mind. <laughs> the fact is, is that we let things slip. We let our prayer time and our prayer life slip. We get busy with everything else and we'll get back to it. We let our Bible study slip and we read more out of, out of duty than we do to hear from the Lord. We let our, our, our sensitivity to the leadership of the Holy Spirit begin to slip and we no longer are tuned in to the Spirit of God, allowing Him to guide us and direct our lives on a daily basis. We let our praise and our worship slip. We no longer have those songs of praise and worship like we used to in our hearts and minds and bragging on the Lord and lifting Him up. We let our witnessing and our testifying slip. We used to be uh, uh, sensitive to the need of others and tell them about Jesus Christ, give them a gospel track, invite them to church, and maybe share with them what Jesus Christ has done in our hearts and lives, or, or maybe get up in a service and, and testify the goodness of God and, how, and His wonderful love and what He's done in our life that week or, or how He's doing things in our life. And, and we've let it slip, and it's easier just to come in, sit down, and, and lean back and just listen to that preacher preach and, and sing a few songs. Songs and, and pray a, a closing prayer and go home. 
and we're letting it slip. Letting our faithfulness to the things of God slip. Letting the Bible standards slip. Before long, the, day, the devil is scaling the wall like they did at Sardis and taking you and your family and your grandchildren captive. All because we become weak and we let the spiritual things in our lives slip. We become weaker and weaker. They're in the same chapter of Hebrews chapter 2. We read verse 1, but down in verse 3 it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Physically. If we neglect to exercise, we become more flabbier. If we neglect the exercise, the walking, and, and some cardio, our heart gets weaker. We get winded. We have troubles with, with the, the, the minor things that used to be nothing to us. We get to a place where the steps that we used to run up, we can just barely hang onto the, onto the rail and make it up and down them. That's the physical. But spiritually, when we neglect the things of God on a daily basis, we also become weak. And oh, how do we strengthen those things? You see, a lot of times uh, we think about the physical, well, it's my body and, I, you know, and I'm just getting older and so I'm not going to be as, you know, and we kind of make excuses for it. But it not only affects us, it affects others. But when you talk about spiritually, it definitely affects others. But just as he told the church of Sardis, he also told us to strengthen the things that remain there. Look at verse 2, he says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have found thy works, uh, I, I, have not, I have not found thy works perfect before God. He said, I, I'm looking at your life. He said, I'm looking at how you are as a church. I'm looking at your individual families. I'm looking at your individual lives. And he says, I, 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 I find that it's not matching up with the word of God anymore. I find that you're no longer living for the Lord like you used to. I'm finding that you're becoming more like those in Sardis than you are like those uh, in the church should be. He says, you need to strengthen yourself. You need to strengthen those things that remain. You need to strengthen your walk in the Lord. You need to get back to that. You need to strengthen that. Instead of just letting it slip and just letting you, you get weaker and weaker all the time, he said, you need to, to strengthen, excuse me, to strengthen uh, that walk with me. First of all, he says, be watchful. Look around and see what's slipping, what needs strengthening in your walk and your life in the Lord. Can I ask you to to look at yourself just for a moment, internally, basically. Would you be honest with yourself? You're not going to say anything to nobody. It's really you and God that knows. But what has slipped over the past year or maybe two years or whatever in your life that you've become weaker in spiritually? I'm talking about spiritually. We can talk about the physical all day long, but I'm talking about spiritually. Are you where you were? Are you stronger than you were spiritually? What needs to be strengthened in your walk and life in the Lord? You see, this world doesn't need watered-down preaching. 
This world doesn't need for me to get up here and pat them on the back and say, you're a good people and, and everything's fine. Just keep on doing what you're doing and, and everything's going to work out. We're all going to make it to heaven some way, somehow, somewhere. No, that's not what the Bible says. The world doesn't need it watered down. The world doesn't need us to candy coat it. Now, the world needs us to present it in love and with a heart that cares about them and not trying to beat them up, but trying to get them to awaken to their need in, in Jesus Christ as Savior. But the world doesn't need me to fall asleep. The world doesn't need weaker preaching. The world needs stronger preaching than, than what we're seeing today in most churches. And all we're doing in most churches today is we're patting them on the back and saying, you're a good person. Can I tell you something? There's not a good person in this room. Including this preacher. <gasps> you offended me, preacher. Well, let's go to the Bible. There is none good. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's only by the grace of God. It's only by the shed blood of Jesus Christ that we can be what we are. It's only by through Him. It's only through the life that Jesus Christ lives through us that there's any goodness in us. In fact, the Bible says, that all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. But praise the Lord for His goodness. This world don't need watered-down preaching. This world needs strong Bible preaching. Our families don't need time away from the Lord. Hmm? Our families don't need time away from the Lord. They need the Lord. As a steady diet, day in, day out. We don't need to fit in with the lost world and the things that, that make you like the world. You see, to be like the world, act like the world, dress like the world, talk like the world, just to fit in is, is to step down from the Lord and, and to weaken our stand with, with and for the Lord. You see, any day you can be like the lost world. Any day. But the lost world can't be like the Lord Jesus Christ any day. And oh, how we're to strengthen those things. The world needs to see that in our lives. Our families need to see that in our, in, in their, in, in our lives. The, the things of this world are creeping into our homes, creeping into our lives, creeping into the churches, and robbing our families of strength, and, and we're allowing those things to weaken us. You see, this world doesn't need to see spiritual weakness. They need to see strong Christians who are living for the Lord each and every day. So we need to strengthen our spiritual lives and not slip away. In Jude there, in verse 20 and 21, says, But ye, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. He says, I want you to build up yourself, not weaken yourself. He said, build up yourself in the Lord. Building up is to strengthen what is needed in our church, in our homes, in our lives, in this world today is for us to, to strengthen, to build up our lives in, in our most holy faith, praying and, and walking with the Lord. That's what's needed today. 
In 2024, the world doesn't need us to weaken things down in our life. The world needs us to be stronger because they're looking for some answers. They're looking for some, something to, that will give them peace. They're looking for some answers about eternity. They're looking for, the, for, for something that will satisfy and nothing will except for Jesus Christ. And the only way we're going to see that take place is when we as Christians begin to strengthen ourselves and live for the Lord. Well, the next generation is watching. Sitting in this auditorium, we've got some very young, and we've got some that's very mature. And the world and the next generation is watching. The next generation is watching, and them being able to know and to walk with the Lord and to even be saved, and listen to me, is going to depend on you and me. Preacher, don't put that on me. Oh, yeah. Listen to me, moms and dads. Don't try to shove that responsibility off on everybody else. Your home is to, have, is to be a godly home that they can see Jesus Christ in you and your family, your home, in strength, not in weakness, not being like the lost world. That doesn't mean that they're going to turn out exactly right. That doesn't mean that they're not going to have struggles. That doesn't mean they're not, that they're all going to get saved. That doesn't mean that. But my friend, we've got to have that witness before them. But let me step a little bit farther. Grandmas, grandpas, we've got a responsibility to our children, to our grandchildren, to strengthen that which remains, to stand for the Lord and to walk with the Lord and to magnify the Lord. Because they're watching our lives. In fact, the psalmist says, in Psalms 11.3, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You say, well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. If we don't take the stand, if we don't live for the Lord, if we don't strengthen that which remains, it's going to get weaker and weaker and weaker, and the foundations will be destroyed. And your children... My children, your grandchildren, my grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. Depends on how long the Lord tarries. If it keeps getting weaker and weaker because people are not strengthening that which remains before long, most of them will not even go to church. Most of them will not care what the Bible says. Most of them will not even know how to get saved and go to heaven one day. I'll preach that won't happen. It's already happening. It's already happening. We live in what is called the Bible Belt of America. And it is not unusual for me to run across somebody and be talking to some kid and ask them about church, and they don't know anything about church, never been in church in their life. And I asked one child one day, I said, do you know who Jesus Christ is? Their answer was this, I think he has something to do with Christmas. This is in Marshall, Missouri. And that's not an unusual case. 
But you'll find it more and more happening. You find more and more churches closing. More and more churches not having Sunday night services or Wednesday night services. You know what's happening? They're weakening. They're not strengthening. They're weakening. Well, preacher, and I've heard this. Well, preacher, nowhere in that book you show me where it says we're supposed to have services on Sunday night and Wednesday night. I can't. But I can show you where it says that, we, that they had church from house to house daily. We can do that. You see, things are weakening down. And we don't need that. We need moms and dads that's able to sit down with their kids and take the Bible and, and read the Bible and explain what the Bible means. Pray with their kids. Talk with them about salvation. Talk with them and teach them what the Bible says about right and wrong. Teach them what, 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 what the Lord expects of each of us as a Christian, how we're to live. Well, preacher, I figured that just kind of figured that one these days. Not unless we teach them. Can I tell you something? Either we teach them or the world does. And you see what the world's teaching them, that they can be a furry and be an animal, and we'll put a, a, a sandbox in the, in, the, in the classroom for them. Or that they could be any gender that they want to be other than what they're born as. That's what the world's teaching. They need truth. They need strength. They need to know how to face these difficult days that's ahead of them and ahead of all of us. And the only way that's going to happen is if you and I strengthen that which remains and pass it on and teach our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. So that it continues on. That it may remain. We're just one sardis moment, you might say, from losing our children and our grandchildren. It may not be popular, but does your kids, does your grandkids, does your friends, does your co-workers, does your neighbors see you walking with God? The preacher, we went to meddling now. No, it's just something we need to look at. They need to know that we love the Lord. They need, our, our lives ought to be strong enough that they're, they're, spiritually speaking and walking with the Lord, that there's no mistake that we love God. And that we believe this book from cover to cover and that we believe Jesus Christ is the only answer and that He is our hope and, and, and salvation. Some might say, well, no. That's a pri it's private. But can I say if it's private, it's weak. If your Christianity in your life is private, it's weak. And needs to be strengthened. Jesus didn't come and die privately. He hung on the cross before everybody. And we're to live for him, not privately, but before everybody. 
But when we make it a private matter, it's weak and needs to be strengthened so that it can help someone else. Your, your spiritual life and my spiritual life is not just about you and not just about me. It's about others. This church and what we do here is not just about the members or those who are sitting in this auditorium right now, but it's about the whole area. In fact, it's about the missionaries that go around the world and, and, and that we support and, and getting the gospel out everywhere that we possibly can. That's what this church should be about. Amen. And that's why we need to strengthen instead of get weak. That's why we need a closer walk with the Lord. That's why we need to get serious about the Word of God, the things of God, walking with God, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us, being sensitive to His leadership in our lives. You see, what we need is we need to strengthen the things of God in our life for today and for the future. The Lord told Israel in Isaiah 54, Verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. He said, listen, he said, you need to enlarge the place. Now, we're looking to enlarge the place. We're looking to drive some stakes across over in the next field to strengthen, to, to stretch it out, to make it possible to do more. But I want to take that and apply it to your life and to my life. That in our lives, too many times we want this little bitty tent. We want this little bitty area. And God says, hey, listen, he said, enlarge the tent. Stretch out the curtains. Put those stakes down hard. Put them down secure. Strengthen those stakes that's going to hold that tent. You have to lengthen the cords and strengthen the stakes in your life if you're going to grow in the Lord. To be satisfied where you are spiritually from year to year means that you're going to become weaker and weaker. And that's why we need to strengthen that which remains. We must have a vision of growth in the Lord. If we're going to get strong in the Lord as a Christian, as a family, as a church. Let me ask you this. Families here, have you thought about how you're going to increase and strengthen your children in the Lord this year? Grandmas and grandpas, maybe we ought to be doing the same thing. Every individual here, have you thought about how that you're going to increase and grow in the Lord this year? Are you just going to stay on the same old track? You see, a lot of times we get in a rut. Sometimes a rut's pretty good. But you and I have both heard what a description of what a rut is. It's a grave with both ends kicked out. 
and there's no growth. We need to take a step forward. We need to begin to strengthen those things. We need to, we need to uh, enlarge the tent. We need to, we need to stretch out uh, the, the, we need to, to stretch out the cur curtains and, and uh, enlarge it and, 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 and take those cords and lengthen those cords so that they can handle more and strengthen the stakes so that nothing will fall. We need to enlarge the tent, which is the capacity to hold more of that relationship with the Lord. Look at your life as a tent. If you will enlarge that, you can hold and you can contain more of the relationship of the Lord. You'll never be able to contain all of it. But the, more you, the larger your tent is, spiritually speaking, the greater the relationship can be. And we're to stretch out those curtains in your life and in my life. The Lord wants to take you and He wants to take me and He wants to stretch us. You say, preacher, I'm comfortable. I don't want to be stretched. I don't want any more. I don't, I don't want to have to get out of my comfort zone. Then you'll never grow. You'll never get stronger. And so the Lord allows things in your life and my life, sometimes it's not pleasant things, for the whole purpose of stretching us. We could get into the physical body about doing things beyond what we're used to and, and stretching our physical abilities. But the Lord wants us to stretch those spiritual abilities and, and that we might become stronger until we're willing to be stretched by the Lord, until we're willing to step out by faith, until we're willing to say, uh, I'm going to follow the Lord no matter what, until we're willing to get in the Word more, until we're willing to, to do more and walk with Him and stretch that. We're not going to grow. We need to allow Him to stretch us spiritually and allow you to walk in a greater habitation with the Lord. No, sir, he says, let them stretch forth their curtains of thine habitation. Your life is your habitation. Stretching your life and allowing God to do more in your life than you ever have before. And as we stretch, we are strengthened. But he says, as we stretch, as we, we need to strengthen the stakes. You say, why strengthen the stakes? The bigger the tent, the larger the curtains, the deeper that stake has got to be driven into the ground. And God says, I want to drive you deeper into my walk, into, into my love, into the things of God, into the Word of God. And I want to strengthen those stakes so that when the winds of this world begin to blow, when the storms arise and when the difficulties arise in your life, the tent's going to stand. The curtains will be there. And the world will look and see that even the storms of this life couldn't blow it down. Why? Because you strengthen the stakes to hold something that would bring honor and glory to God. Every one of us need to strengthen that which remains in our lives. We need to walk closer to the Lord. We need to know Him in a greater way than we ever have before. Isaiah 54, 
Verse 2 and 3 says, Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch uh, the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and thy strength and thy stakes. And then he says, in verse 3, For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. You know what he's saying? You'll reach more people for Christ. You'll see greater things in the Lord. He said, you'll break forth on the right hand and break forth on the left hand. He said, you're going to have great things happen for the Lord in your life. But we must strengthen. Not just float with the current. Not just give in to the world. Not try to be like the world. I'm not talking about being obnoxious or anything. I'm just talking about, listen, the Bible says that if you, if you love Christ and you're, and you're saved, you, you're, you're going to be a peculiar person. Now, that's not a bad thing. Because it basically means that you're different. Why would the world want what you've got if all you have is what they've got? Yeah. One of the reasons that I got saved is because I went to church. Jeff Parker went to church. I tried to obey my parents. Jeff tried to obey his parents. I tried to do what right what was in school. Jeff did what right what was in school. But there was something different about Jeff Parker's life that I didn't have. We went to the same church. You know what it was? Jesus Christ. That was the difference. And the world will see the difference and they will desire it when we have enlarged the tent stretched forth the curtains strengthened the stakes and become stronger for the Lord take a close look tonight in your life your spiritual life what needs strengthening oh well preacher I'm in good shape no you're not there's not a person in this room, I don't care how good of a Christian you are and, and how much you walk, Lord, there's always room to strengthen us more. There's always a larger tent. There's always bigger curtains. There's always the need to drive the stakes deeper until the Lord comes back or catches us out of here. Oh, how we need to strengthen that which remains. Strengthen the things that remains. Don't slide. Don't become weakened, but strengthen. Let's bow. Father, we thank you. We love you. Lord, there's such a need in our day and time. As we see churches and Christians going their opposite direction and becoming weaker, trying to attract the world by weakness, trying to attract it by all kinds of things, Lord, help us to stick with this book. Help us to walk with God. Help us to worship you, to fellowship with you. Help us to magnify you. And Lord, help us to look at our lives and say, I need to strengthen this. I need, I need to grow in this area of my life. But we've got to be honest with ourselves. It's easy just to forget about it and just move on and hoping things will change. Lord, help us to strengthen that which remains. Let us not lose our children. Let us not lose our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. Let us not lose our neighbors and our co-workers and those around us, Lord. But help us to strengthen 
that which remains. That we might be that testimony. That we might be that encouragement in the things of God. Have your will weigh in this invitation, Lord. Help us to find a place tonight. Say, Lord, help me in this area. And, Lord, there's just areas that we need to work on. And maybe we just need to pick one area tonight and say, Lord, I need strengthen in this area of my life. But help us to find a place. Show that we're serious about it. Use an altar. For this I ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me with your heads bowed?